What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Yeah, hope you're alive. Doing well. Enjoying the warmth after the nice cold weather, though I'm, I, I kind of miss the cold weather at the same time. I like I like the cold and the, you know, the typical weather. Everybody says it's dreary and dull and blah, blah, blah. No, I, actually, I actually like that. It's nice and calm and relaxed. Yeah. No, I've had enough of that. I've had like four months of that, man. I don't want any more of that. I, I want sunshine i want warm that's what i want of course i understand we need rain right i, I get it i get yeah, it's it. fair yeah yeah i mean uh, i guess we're we're coming into the um you know tornado season so we'll we'll have more thunderstorms and that kind of thing so i'll get to enjoy that i guess uh you know there's there's that all right what do we have this morning well um this one is kind of i don't know it, if you're into the modern music i guess you would say it's not really modern i guess but um the band or group whatever you want to call them duo daft punk um they're stopping now why uh, this is their i i don't know actually well they can't I, I they can't really... be it can't be because of cancel culture because they don't talk so yeah i mean they they uh, my understanding was is they the whole reason of the if you know who daft punk are uh, or or don't know who daft punk are they're um, uh, electro dance, I, I would say, you know, EDM music. Um, and they dress up in suits and usually have, you know, a helmet on, right? And they're very, it's a very iconic helmet. Okay. They did some music for Tron, I believe, the, the Tron Legacy. Uh, they did the music for that one. Anyway, they did. it was pretty um, good. It was good. Yeah. After 28 years, are deciding to be done with it. I, I again, I don't know. I don't know the reasoning. They they wear the masks and everything to kind of hide themselves, so they don't. I, I heard an interview with them, or or you know some statements from them about their perspective of of how celebrities and everything become these icons and these idols, if you will. They didn't like the the trend that that was setting, right? And how people got the fame and all that. So in a sense, they. That's why they kind of hid their identity and 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 had these personas is, you know, to, to kind of hide that. And after 28 years, though, I imagine they probably made a fair amount of money. They're getting older now. Yeah, it's time to settle down and have a normal life, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what's a normal life, Bruce? True, true. Uh, I guess we're, we're coming into the uh, uh, the new normal. So, yeah, yeah. fair point. Yeah. You got something else? I've got a few things. I've got that one. Um, I mean, I guess if you're if you're saddened by the fact that um, Daft Punk is no more, you're in luck in New Jersey. They just passed a weed bill. Well, we do have a lot so, of New Jersey listeners. Yeah, we do have a lot of yeah. New Jersey listeners. And so, yeah, uh, so apparently, yeah. Now, now, if you want to smoke up, you can do that in uh, New Jersey. And I'm assuming they have like the, the gummies, you know, the edibles, the candies and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, well only if you're over 21, though. Okay, they're, they're, that's the restriction. It's it's twenty one or older. Oh, um, you you can have marijuana, and I don't know if there's a legal amount, uh, but 
you know, I don't know if like you can only have so much or I, I don't know any of the, the restrictions there. But nonetheless, um, yeah, there you go. Blaze it up. You're uh, it's now legal there. It was signed into law. Um, I don't know if it takes effect immediately. I think it I think it takes effect in March, maybe. OK, so I'm assuming they're going to start setting up like dispensaries and all the rest of it, kind of like what California's done. They already have 11, I believe, dispensaries, but those dispensaries are for medical uh, medical use only. They have 100,000 people currently registered for medical use there, but uh, the, this legislation garnered 2.7 million votes in favor of this. So I'm for the medical stuff. I Agreed. mean, I, I, Agreed. I'm, I'm for the medical, but this recreational stuff. No, no, I, I'm not. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So there's at least 2.7 million voters that are for it, which you would speculate that 2.7 might uh, go out to a dispensary themselves and, and partake. Okay. Fair enough. But here, I, I'm looking at it from the other side of it, right? Because I've worked the criminal side of it. And so is anybody that's done any kind of investigative work, anybody that's worked a drug case, any cops out there, I'm looking at the criminal side of it. Okay. Any, especially, let's look, at the, let's look at this too, because this is where I'm going to go with it. The people that work in rehab clinics, the people that do social work with people with addiction, substance abuse, and you say, okay, well, it's just marijuana. No one's ever OD'd for marijuana. Okay, fair enough. Granted. But what about when that person who can't control their addiction to something needs something more than that? When marijuana, a marijuana high is not doing it anymore, then what do they do? So you don't just go right into, say, heroin or crack or cocaine or meth. You don't just go right into that. Well, meth, you can argue, maybe, maybe. Sometimes people get caught up in that for uh, other reasons. Same thing with uh, with heroin. Maybe you can get caught up in that, but it would be through a medical reason of some kind. So they're prescribed, like, for example, Oxycontins or something like that. And then they don't have access to that. They get their prescription cut off. It becomes too expensive. So then they go to the street drugs. Okay. You can make that argument. But I'm talking about the person that doesn't have a medical condition that just wants to get high and have fun. So they go out and they look for that other high. Then they become addicted. Then they become just another drug addict out there on the streets. They're involved in crime and the community goes up. Maybe it's somebody's kid, somebody's grandchild. They wind up dead. Then what kind of pain does that cause to that family? So I, I have a problem with the recreational legalization of it. Medical? I understand. I understand. I can sympathize with that aspect of it because I know that it has medicinal purposes. I get it. You know, with pain or with appetite enhancement or, or anything like that, I understand. Or um, what's the uh, what's the thing with the eyes? Glaucoma? You know, that kind of stuff. So I understand that there's a medical reason behind it. I get it. I'm all for it. But that's highly controlled. That's a highly controlled aspect that you're bringing it into a society and it's directed, it's channeled, it's tracked. But not this, not, not this recreational stuff. I mean, it just... It's just another thing. I mean, it's just, oh, well, especially during times of like COVID, where the depression's up, the anxiety's off the charts, the stress is off the charts. We need something to mellow out, right? So you go reach for some marijuana. Well, I can just walk down the street and get it now. And then, of course, well, you get bored with that high. Well, then you try something else. So and at least all the other things that I mentioned and more and more. I'm just, you know, in the interest of time, I'm just talking about things on the surface here. Honestly, I'm I'm torn for me personally. I have one side that says, well, you know, kind of libertarian. You want to go and do drugs. That's, you know, you, you go and do drugs. It's not the it's not the uh, job of the state to be your nanny and tell you what you can and can't do. But then there's the um, other side of things to where I want it. I want it regulated for the protection of 
the populace because what happens if you have no regulation on, say, alcohol? You go out and you and your buddies go out and get drunk at a party and you're, you decide, ah, I'll just drive myself home. It's just right down the street or right around the corner or whatever. You end up hitting someone and killing them. I want laws in place that regulate, you know, don't get drunk and drive, you know, th those kind of things, right? Same thing with marijuana. I, I want systems in place to protect the populace, right? The innocent bystander. But as far as if you want to go out and do hard drugs and you end up ODing on it, that is a personal decision in that case. So I, I kind of take the, the road of, I would prefer you didn't do that, but it's not the job of the state to tell you you can't do that. Same with suicide and that kind of thing, right? I would prefer you didn't do that, but if that's your if that's your decision, okay, it's your choice. I'm inclined to go along with the uh, the libertarian side of things, but here's the problem, and I've made this argument several times before, and I'll stick to it. Americans can't behave, right? We we just don't know how to behave. We don't have the mental responsibility to be able to behave when those types of things are presented to us. So I think we would. I, I think I honestly think we would have that if they would if we would if the people would stop agreeing to be nannied if they would agree to act like adults right so if if you got the nanny state out of the way and now you had to make those life decisions it, it's kind of like it's kind of like your kids right uh, you you kick them out of the house eventually right and they 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 either um take off or they fa fail right that's yeah. kind of the old tradition but that's not the case anymore well they're forced into becoming you know responsible like they're forced into it but kind of the same situation here you'd be forced we would to have be to well yeah but we would have to create other things to enforce that responsibility and show that responsibility as in we would have to promote the dangers of okay you can do this but this is these i mean like these are the possibilities that could happen to you and then name everything that i mentioned plus everything else and then on top of that i don't know how you do things down there in oklahoma i don't know if this is a thing but where i come from in the states this is what they would do and i always thought this was completely ridiculous they would set up like the DUI checkpoints like you were talking about, like the, you know, we need to have laws in place to check and see if you are under the influence. OK, fine. Yeah, that's I mean, that needs to be there. We need a testing system like we have for a breathalyzer if you're under the influence of alcohol and you're operating a motor vehicle. I want to see the same thing for if you're smoking marijuana or under the influence of that. So let's come up with a test. See, California legalized it and they didn't have any of these safeguards in place to find out. So you can go out there and you can get yourself in a car accident and there's no charge. It's ridiculous. But when they set up a DUI checkpoint, I'm sure they have them down there. When they set up a DUI checkpoint, here's what they would do where I came from. They would have to advertise it in the newspaper 48 hours ahead of time to let people know where it was going to be and how long it was going to be there. Well, that defeats the purpose. If you're a drunk and you're looking around and you're going out on Friday night and you're you're looking at the newspaper, and you're like, all right, where are those DUI checkpoints going to be? Because I'm not going to go that way. A DUI checkpoints that would infuriate me. And I think a lot of people around here would be angry at that because you do not, in America, you do not go in and just without a warrant inspect things. Oh, well, we need to make sure you're not, you're not drinking a drug. No, you have to have evidence to prove your point. Like you have to have evidence that suggests that someone might be drinking and driving. I, so just, just having a checkpoint and saying, ah, we're, we're just going to have you do a breathalyzer. Uh, that would make me angry. Uh, personally. Well, usually. And I mean, I've gone through those things before and I always kind of laugh. You know, <laughs> Like I, I actually, I screwed with the officer one night. I said, he says, you've been drinking tonight. And I said, nope. <laughs> <He's>, 
<laughs> and he, he says, you sure? And I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm positive. And he says, um, of course, he's got that light like right in my face. Right. And I'm just like, I'm 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 pretty sure, officer. And he goes, you want to step out of the car for me? And, I'm, and of course, I knew. And I, I on purpose, I did it. And I fell out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, I stood up and I was like, I'm just messing with you, man. I said, I, I'm not drinking. I, I'm just, <laughs> he just, he laughed. <laughs> I, I mean, so it's like, I've gone through those before and they've said, hey, you know, do you got your license registration? Uh, you've been drinking tonight? No. Yeah. He's like, all right, go on. And that's usually what it is. They're, they're trying to find someone that's like, you get that, that wall of just that liquor smell. Right. I mean, and that's, that's what it is. That's what they're after. I, I totally I totally understand and and I get the the premise of it. But again, for the law enforcement to have the authority to stop someone to in this case, technically it's detaining. Technically, yeah, probable it, cause. It, I get it. Yeah, they got you have that probable cause. And I and just the principle of it. If you're violating the if you're we're a nation of laws, we're supposed to be, but we're not. And that's that's where I have issue. It's a fair point. All right, here's a legit question: Are smartphones dying? Yes. Why? But not not in the sense of smartphones are going to die in the sense of they're going to cease to exist. They're evolving into something else. Okay. Apple say that they're working on something that's bigger than the smartphone. But they're, of course, that's all they're saying. But there's some data out now talking about the decline of smartphones and what will come next. But before we get into that, because I haven't actually looked at this yet, before we get into that, what do you think they're actually working on? What, what do you think that is that is bigger than the iPhone? Because the iPhone was game changing when it came out. I remember when it came out and everybody wanted one and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But what do you think that they're working on that could be bigger than that? So one of two things, either a device that you wear that does the same thing, uh, basically, and is unintrusive. So think those um, those thermal electric chips, think something on those lines and powers the phone. And it's basically a computer that you bring with you. Or it's something a little more intrusive that is implanted. That I think is, I think that's what they're going for. It's going to be something that you have on you at all times. Uh, you know, love it or hate it, that's the direction I, I think things are going. Mm-hmm. Well, they say that a new analysis has been released by a tech research firm, Gartner, and it shows that smartphone sales dropped significantly last year with sales down 12.5% over the entire year. That's pretty, I, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe it's got something to do. Like I was that, looking at a new phone. That, that was facetious, by the way. Oh, it was you, the, the pandemic. You're not there. You're not oh, going yeah. to one of the stores to see the different products. You're not... You know, you're not around your friends who just got a new phone and it's not, you know, mm-hmm. keeping up with the Joneses, if you will. So it it makes sense that the, the sales are down. I, I got and, you. and you're hurting because you can't work. So Right. That that's true. But to be fair, I mean six hundred dollars, that is a significant amount. Yeah, that pays for half a phone. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I was looking at a phone yesterday and I told you about it, and I was looking at it at a specific one for reasons for reasons unknown. And it was crap. It was complete crap. Like, it's a brand new phone. It just came out a few months ago. And I've got a phone that's almost, it's going on three years old. And it's got better hardware in it than something that's brand new. So I'm noticing companies are doing that. Like, they're doing like this foldable stuff, but the chipsets haven't advanced. So is it COVID that's dropped the chipsets? But that doesn't make any sense because China's been open for business. So the chips have been made, but we're not seeing them. So the chips haven't really advanced, and and I'm curious as to why. Like the RAM, we're still like we're st- we're still looking at the memory is the same, the uh, the storage is the same, 
So I'm wondering if they're purposely stopping or regressing smart the smartphone market as a whole. I'm wondering if they're stepping it back on purpose to promote the new thing. You think that's a possibility? It's a possibility. The other thing that they could be doing is uh, maybe it's a organic based um, uh, smartphone. So, for example, I don't think the technology is there yet, but using um, modified cells, shall we say, that um, are used for processing. And, and so an artificial brain that's used organic material. I mean, you think about it. The amount of processing power that human beings have, we, we function at, you know, 98 degrees Fahrenheit, roughly. It doesn't overheat from use, right? You, you use your brain and you don't overheat, right? So think of the same thing for a machine. If you could do an organic brain and rig it up to where the neurons don't change, right? It's not evolving or anything. You could theoretically make a computer out of DNA that would uh, be able to process things lightning fast and mm -hmm. potentially not have uh, heat problems. They say that just over 1.3 billion smartphones shipped last year, a major dip compared to 2019, which saw a total of 1.5 billion devices sold. Worried by the economic impact of the global health crisis, consumers pulled back on spending holding off some discretionary purchases, uh, phones, as it turns out, did, all, did not always make it to the list of essential products to replace. So they say that the lack of consumer spending brought the market from stagnating to declining. They say if we were to go back to December 2019 before the pandemic, we were predicting a flat market for 2020 because of weaker demand overall and weaker products with little technological innovation. That's kind of what I was alluding to was that. I mean, they haven't really advanced much. I mean, just, uh, like smartphones just got they like they got to a point and they just stopped. And I, well, I don't think that it was the pandemic. I think it was just like they they hit a point where like Qualcomm came out with their Snapdragons, like their their latest round of Snapdra Snapdragons, and then they just stopped. It's like they they just quit and they didn't move any further. And then some companies, uh, Google and, and a couple others actually started putting the the chips from two to three years prior in their new devices. And it, it like it doesn't play. It doesn't make any sense. Well, when you look at the speeds of the, it's, it's a 1.8 to 2.8 gigahertz uh, quad core. Uh, so there's four cores there. I mean, it's not amazing fast, right? But when you're, depending on how the architecture is, you, having a hyper-threaded um, quad core, it, you, you could spread the load out across those. Uh, they have quite a bit of computing power there. And they're probably using, uh, what is it, DDR5 RAM? So at four. least, is it four? Yeah, because uh, like mine's got eight gigs of DDR4 in it, and it's it's a few years old. And I remember DDR4 shot through the roof because they were starting to put them in the new smartphone models. Because I was looking for another uh, 16 gigs to throw in my PC. And when it finally came down from 350 bucks, uh, I grabbed it up when it was, I think I paid, well, what did I pay? I think you were with me that day. I paid like, what, 75 or something like that for 16 gigs, which, I mean, that was nothing. That was nothing. I didn't even think twice about it. Yeah, well, I mean, PCs, though, there's uh, DDR6 now. Uh, so I, I just figured they were probably trying to keep up with trends and upgrading it uh, as well. I'm actually not seeing it listed on their specifications. Okay. Anyway, well... Yeah, I, I just think that there's a, there's something big coming in the smartphone market, or at least maybe they're looking to replace it. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, there, there's something coming along. But all right, what else you got this morning? Well, um, another one that's kind of pop culture-ish, if you will. Um, people that are in the uh, internet world um, are familiar with the Nyan Cat. Uh, for those of you that aren't, that is the meme video 
pop culture-y, I don't know how you want to explain it, cat with a body of a Pop-Tart with a rainbow flying behind it. And there's also a um, song that's associated with it as well. This was from 10 years ago. The person that made this sold the rights to it for $600,000. Oh uh, there's apparently a new trend going on with- We're in the wrong one. Control, right? Uh, this was just as a joke, as a meme, as something for fun, right? Apparently, there's a trend now uh, for digital art and buying the rights thereof. And it's uh, the people that are doing it are types that are like uh, the cryptocurrency types. They're buying the stuff up. And they're, we have other things like buying digital rights to LeBron James blocking a shot in a Lakers basketball game. That one went for $100,000. Uh, a, a Twitter post for Mark Cuban, that went for like nearly $1,000. Lindsay Lohan sold a, a picture of her face for 17000 I mean, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't really understand how you can like, sell pictures of your face like the rights to it i don't know maybe it's just the picture itself well, i think this it's is all digital this is all this is all things that are easy to copy and clone and share across the web why would you sell them and why would you as someone buy it like that makes no sense you can get the same picture online for free i i think it's got to do with like i mean it's just like anything else right so it's like you're you're buying the rights to something so you have the rights to use it and and continue to produce things with it I, I don't know like for example tom clancy right the uh, the author the late tom clancy you remember him yeah okay yes well the company gp so the company ubisoft actually bought the rights to his name and so now they can use it on all of their products however they want so now they own the franchise and they can build and create whatever they want based around that around that particular genre so i mean wouldn't that be the same thing uh Sort of. Some of these aren't even. Some of these aren't even really buying the rights. I don't think. Uh, it says the buyers are not usually not usually acquiring copyrights, trademarks, or even the sole ownership of whatever it is they're purchasing. They're buying bragging rights in the knowledge that their copy is the authentic one. I see. And speaking of authenticity, we have GP on this morning with his uh, with his COVID nineteen mask on. GP, how you doing this morning? Fantastic. Just trying to stay uh, stay legal here in California. You know, I want to keep that mask on indoors by myself. Yeah. It's an interesting thing with the, the buying and selling of product like or the digital stuff like that. That could actually create an interesting market to where people are buying and selling the original cop saying that this is real and creating a market for in the age of deep fakes. It's an interesting, interesting. I was going to say, then, anyway. yeah, then, then you get along the lines of like deep fakes and stuff like that. Well, yeah, but oh. you wouldn't be buying a deep fake. You'd be buying the original. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is, okay. So here's something interesting. The Earth's magnetic field. We talked mm -hmm. about this last week, Bruce, with the Earth's magnetic field. Did you know that it flipped 42,000 years ago? That's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. But see, it just did when it flipped, though, it just did this one little thing, just this tiny little thing when it flipped 42,000 years ago. And did, did you say we're in the process of having a problem and a fluctuation with our magnetic field now? Yeah, it's uh, it's heavily weakened. Yeah. Really? OK. Well, yeah. if it's if it's in the process of like flipping around and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, well, then one would assume that that might cause other problems. Well, Apparently, 42,000 years ago, when the Earth's magnetic field fluctuated and flipped and had all kinds of problems, well, it created something called a climate disaster. <laughs> now, can any, can either one of you or any of the listeners, can any of you tell me, because it's slipping my mind, where have we heard the term climate disaster before? Because it's just slipping my mind. I don't know where it's, I don't know where it's gone. Uh, yeah, but, but are we truly in a process of flipping? Um, so the polar, uh, the polar... Um shift as it's called i believe has traveled last i heard was 50 some miles 
Uh, let me let me see if I can get the actual numbers here. They say while you're getting those numbers, they say that a reversal in Earth's magnetic field thousands of years ago also plunged the planet into an environmental crisis that may have resembled a disaster movie scientists have recently discovered. Our planet's magnetic hmm. field is dynamic and numerous, uh, and numerous times it is flipped when the magnetic north and south poles swap places in our uh, in our electronics dependent world, such as such a reversal could seriously disrupt communication networks. But the impact could be even more serious than that. According to a new study, for the first time, scientists have found evidence that a polar flip could have serious ecological repercussions. Their investigation connects a magnetic field reversal about 42,000 years ago to a climate upheaval on a global scale, which caused extinctions and reshaped human behavior. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so, what were we doing 42,000 years ago? Well, GP, I was looking as whether or not I wanted to uh, to buy a house and a new SUV. I don't know what you were doing, but... Oh, right, right. 42,000 years ago, I yeah. was, let's see, um, hmm, <laughs> evolving. Sa safe to say we didn't have a problem with man-made climate change 42,000 years ago. Mm-mm. Kind of odd. I thought yeah, I, only man-made could cause climate change. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, according to, and we'll we'll get into some of this later on today. But John Kerry, you know the the climate czar or mm -hmm. whatever he is, yeah, you know, John Kerry in the administration, he's put out the warning today, and he says that we now only have nine years left before it's it's irreversible and and the unthinkable happens with with the climate. So we have nine years. But that was twelve years ago. Oh, we well, got no, nine but, more years. Well, they no, keep but adding now, more years. Yeah, well, now he said that it's it's definitely like the, it's not debatable now because we have to act now. It's it's definitely it's nine years. It's definitely now. this time. Yes, yes. Not like the last time. No, and the time, like before, the time that. before that. What about the time before that? No. No, no. What about no. the time then, before that one? Well, no, but see, but that, that was a different thing, though. That was global freezing back in the seventies, and then of course the, oh, right, the right, acid right. rain in the eighties. You remember that? I mean, that, that was going to yeah, yeah. I remember. Crops. No matter how much I ate, I did not trip out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was weak stuff. Yeah. I don't know who made that stuff, but well, anyway, to, I just to got say, a stomach ache. Yeah, to uh, to to kind of just to kind of sum that up. As far as the climate change goes, this has been going on for a long time, and there are other factors than simply just man-made. Is the point that they were trying to make in this study? Thanks for hopping in here the last few minutes, GP. It's good to see you. Yeah, no problem. But we are going to go. Thank you guys for sitting down this morning. Thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on today, and I hope everyone has a great morning.